Forgotten Flicks, episode 65. Thrashing and Rad, 1986. It's a CND double feature. Excuse me. Hey. God, what I wouldn't give to go out sliding with you right now. Why? I believe in you. Don't you believe in yourself? Yeah. Well, what are you waiting for? Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast, where we're talking about the movies you grew up with. And in the case of some, perhaps even the ones we're talking about today, you wish you could forget them. <laughs> but that being said, I am Joel and joined, as always, by the ass sli- the ass sliding BMX bandit himself, Jason. God, what I wouldn't give to go ass sliding with you right now. Yes, in case that you is missed the that. best pickup line Ever. Yeah, rewind it back to the beginning if you case you missed it. Oh, actually, you know, never mind. Don't run. I'm going to actually play it one more time. Just listen very carefully. This is from the movie Rad, 1986. The BMX, you're not seeing the quote fingers, classic. Crew, the protagonist, is talking to the always hot Lori Laughlin, And I crap you not. Listen to what he says. Excuse me. Hey. God, what I wouldn't give to go ass sliding with you right now. God, what I wouldn't give to go ass sliding with you right now. Right now. Please, can we slide So he's out? basically, it, 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 if you were to take that out of context, you might think he's, you know, looking for a little butt sex, honestly. Um, you know, and, it, and that, of course, reminds me of another classic, you know, the Ace Ventura, the whole asshole mio, oh, sad mia. Ah. Comedy gold. Yes. So these are the. This is one of the movies we'll be talking about. But that is not the first movie. And Jason, I say we get right into it. Although, did you want to make any kind of weird announcements or anything about th- something coming up? Maybe hypothetically this weekend. Hypothetically, maybe sort of theoretically. No, of course. You want to wait to the end? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to say at the beginning because everybody turns it off at the end. By the time they get everyone halfway. turns it off within I five hate minutes. This shit. Yeah, I know they're like five minutes in. They're like, what the. Yeah, so in case you don't hang around to the end because we get kind of crazy, especially this being a double feature night, um, we are going to be at PariahCon in Lakeland, Florida. So if you haven't heard, we've talked about it a little bit. We are going to be presenting um, a panel on special effects. We're actually going to be talking about practical effects versus virtual. So uh, go to PariahCon.com, check them out, get your tickets, and come see us. We're going to be Saturday afternoon um, uh, five o'clock. Let so, it be known, I am standing in the corner of practical effects, people. Yeah, I'm Jason, talking CGI. Jason is the CGI whore. But I got to tell you, hilarity will definitely ensue. Yes, so. and we will be recording it. We're going to attempt to record it both audio and video. So if you weren't horrified by yeah, after listening to our voices for the last sixty-five effing episodes, <laughs> oh dear God, wait till you catch it. Look, I'll make sure it's a really wide shot, Jay. I'm gonna make sure it's like way back. Fuzz it out. Fuzz it, it out. Distance. Yeah, like yeah. just go maybe Blair Witch style on it. Just have some guy, uh, some kid. What uh, we'll do is find some kid 
uh, with like ADD in the audience. I could say that because I have ADD. So we'll get him like all jacked up and like on cotton candy and like jolt soda and then give him the camera and just let him run around as we're doing our show. And occasionally maybe have him turn to the camera with like a snotty nose and go, I'm so scared right now. I'm so sorry. Especially with this big wet boogie hanging out of my nose. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it'll be fun. So even if you can't be there with us in person, we will be posting it on our YouTube channel coming up. Uh, and let then the mocking we'll... ensue. <laughs> we will let the mocking ensue. It so. will. It will. I'm sure Kevin Spencer would never mock us. Right, Kev? You wouldn't, would yeah. you? No, never. <laughs> so yes, Jay, you want to just get right into it? Our first, yes, our I... first, we're at the mall twin, Jay. Right now, you and I, we just run our our, our first date together. Well, actually, not really the first. And we're we're not. It's not a date. We're gonna have the seat between us. It's good. I know how you are. I know how you are. We'll have the seat between us. And <laughs> me, yeah, me, you. We're the ones that go to a movie, and you won't sit in the double seats because you well, don't want no, no, no. To Let's be clear something. here. No, I don't care if they think. They can think whatever the hell they. You can kiss my ass. Okay, I think he's my natural bald ass. What I'm saying is I didn't want to push the arm up between us and then, like, snuggle. That was just a little much for even me. It was cold. Come on. I let you put your hands down my pants. <laughs> Which, when we get into raid, 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 yeah, much like the bug repellent <laughs> roach killer. When we get into rad, rad, later on, I have a whole thing about hands and crotches, so we'll get there. But let's definitely shoot the double, double trailer for tonight, which we haven't done in a while. So, I'm well, we're we gonna do trailers both at the beginning. You want to do Thrashing first, and then talk about it, then do Rad's trailer. Oh, all right. Because I yeah, don't let's do Thrashing first. Because I don't want to forget the awesomeness that is Rad. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even say it's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pull it together, Robertson. Okay. Yes. Okay. No. Seriously, Rad is a classic. Let's do Thrashing first. Okay, we'll do Thrashing. Webster is taking off for LA. Everybody, He's he taking it all off. He loves to compete. But the competition is a killer. Check it out, hook and the dagger. The music of the Bangles, Animotion, Devo, Meatloaf, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Thrashing. Well, what do you thrash? What do you got? You'd like to be held like that? Yeah, I'd love it. Beginner's luck. There he is! Big bad dagger. It's just the game, right, Valley Boy? You like games, right, Valley Boy? An uphill romance. Corey, please don't go. To a downhill race.
it's not a kid's game anymore. Now with ass lighting. <laughs> oh, wait, that, that's rad. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah, so really, there was lots of ass lighting in this one. Indeed, well, there were. There were. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Before you go and, and throw us out a, a brief synopsis, Jay, um, I think we should kind of warn everyone. Because as per usual with every movie we talk about on this show, if you're new especially, listen up. Excuse me. Excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. Let it be known. I have evidence. JV is, in fact, still alive. <laughs> so JV is alive and well. Yes. And we will be spoiling this because this has got, as we usually talk about, some twists and turns. You're never going to know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, God. I swear. We're, <laughs> this is like us giving away, I don't know, um, who is Kaiser Soze? Um, really? He was dead the whole time? Or... Uh, <laughs> I don't know um, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop. <laughs> the world may never know, but it will know about Thrasher and Rad because we're going to spoil the shit out of them. <laughs> Jason, take it away. <laughs> so this is the story of, um, let's see, the Jets and the Sharks. And um, oh, I love the part where they snap their fingers. Up. Where they snap yes. their... Yep. Um, when you're a Jet, you're a Jet. <laughs> it's close. It's really, it's the Valley Guys versus... The Daggers. Uh, this is the story of one young Corey. Corey is a thrasher. And as we heard, <laughs> Indeed. what do you thrash? What do you, what got? Do you got? Which yeah. sounds a little sexually aggressive. I got to be honest um, with you. Not a little. I'd say a lot. <laughs> um, so... Well, if you'd like to go down an ass slide, I'll show you what I'll thrash. <laughs> Save it. That's the next movie. <laughs> oh, no, I'm gonna, so... no, I'm going to use ass slide as much as I possibly can. <laughs> So this is a story of Corey, and he's basically a skateboarder in Los Angeles, um, and he and his friends are kind of hitting up Venice Beach, and he falls for one young Chrissy, who comes from Indiana and happens to be the kid sister of Hook. Not Captain Hook. <laughs> no, the, Hook. the leader of the daggers. <laughs> Although, you know, I will say being that she was obviously this sort of Midwestern, you know, all-American kind of, you know, the, the, didn't expect that voice to come out of that face. You know, the whole like, golly. I just, <laughs> just kidding. No, it was not that bad. No, it wasn't um, okay. So... Uh, it's basically the story of they're building up to the big race, and in between, Hook doesn't want Corey going out with his sister, and so the two gangs, which I think is funny because the the description of it in IMDb kind of says two gangs, but when you watch the movie, it's really just these kind of three buddies who all drive around in a Volkswagen Rabbit. Um, oh, no, a cabriolet. <laughs> cabriolet. <laughs> Uh, after they they cut off the top, um, and and so there is tension and battle, battle via skateboard, uh, in L.A. until they build up to the big downhill race, which is uh, L.A. Murder. Is that what it is? Murder massacre. Uh, massacre. Mass yes. L.A. Massacre. Much more violent. Um, yes, and uh, Corey is played, of course, by Josh Brolin. Um, fresh, and, fresh uh, off of at this point. 
Off of Goonies. That's right. Which I think was that his uh, debut? Was I think it was. I think we talked about that back when the Goonies came out. But um, who, who's obviously gone on to some fantastic things. Um, Robert Rustler played Hook. And what was he in? Well, I know he was in Vamp and Weird Science. Science, yep. And I always want to say he was the kid who is Tina's boyfriend in Nightmare on Elm Street, but I know that's not right. They have a yes. similar... No, he wasn't. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yeah, but Ready I always think revenge. he's... The, I always think he's... Uh, and I'm brain farting on the kid's name, but the, uh, the the kind of punk kid who everyone thinks killed Tina. Spoiler oh, alert yeah, about Nightmare on yeah. Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so because they have a similar sort of like the hair and thing. So, but yes, he was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. One of the most uh, homoerotic horror movies I'm, I'm not even joking watch that movie it's like the top gun volleyball scene <laughs> until you watch rad and then oh so. I, rad rad was it even like oh god we'll get there just <laughs> we'll talk. get there we'll get there so anyway that's pretty much the premise the the whole story takes place in in los angeles and there are lots of uh skate cut scenes and um lots of cool tricks and uh lots of ramp action and it leads up to the big race which is the long downhill, 20 miles apparently, um, up to speeds of 60 miles an hour. Because so, if, uh, if they had, in fact, hit 88 miles an hour, you would have seen some serious shit. I oh. think their skateboard would have actually turned into one of those big boxy scooter things. Ooh. Uh-huh. Like a, kind of like, uh-huh. a, like a go-kart or a... Yeah, well, like bo- it like happens a... in the first one. Oh. Or it could have turned into... Biff's hoverboard. Uh-huh. 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 You know those are real? <laughs> Robert Zemeckis said so in a behind-the-scenes HBO special. He wouldn't Damn. lie about that. <laughs> and I of was course, so pissed also... when I found out that was a lie. Oh, Really? You bought that? Oh, totally. Yeah, hook, line, and sinker. He said it with a straight face. He's like, oh, everyone, a little few people know the hoverboard is actually a real um, uh, device that... Uh... I remember thinking, oh my god, it is... <laughs> and you tried to buy one. It didn't happen. So this also starred Hook's girlfriend, Velvet. Which was Sherilyn, let me say it now, Finn. Oh, yeah. Who was in our episode we talked about. Just one of the guys. Just one of the guys. And, of course, yep. she was in uh, recently. Peter actually just did a review um, on Tuesday for The Wraith with Charlie yep. Sheen. Yes. And, yes, uh, I would say, well... God, I was going to say, except for the nude scene with Chrissy, she was that Sherilyn Finn was the hottest in this. But God, the nude. You know, I'm going to say it. Sherilyn Finn was definitely the hottest in this in this movie. I have too. to. They, they, did they actually show Chrissy full on nude? Not full on. Um, we're we're naked back, naked legs. Okay. Of, your your yeah. definition and my definition are two distinctly different yeah. things. Well, they didn't show full front. I either. pretty much say nips. You have to at least. You know, for yeah. So I, I want to I launch this out because we got to get to talking about this movie here. Um, I don't remember seeing this movie. I remember seeing little parts of it. I, I remember the um, pool skating scene where they threw down the jacks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember the downhill scene. But I don't think I've seen this from beginning to end. I've just seen a couple of parts like over and over and over again. Um, and for me, this movie connected with me personally more because there was a kid down the street actually had a ramp. Like they had in their oh, backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a friend. Down. I had a friend. I think that was a prerequisite that someone in your neighborhood <laughs> usually every, every five blocks. Yes, had to have usually one. he was the child of a 
probably not necessarily like a single parent household, but definitely there was like always a negligent, like the parent was never there (laughs) and lots of spray paint fumes were involved and (laughs) infestations of one sort or another. And they, so you never really wanted to be in the house. The stale cigarette smell, you know, chained up pit bull outside. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Or at least a short I had one of those. And of course, when I was in junior high, uh, that was the thing was to look like Tony Hawk and it was to, you know, have a skateboard and all that cool stuff. Um, let me be clear. Cause these movies both had very important parts of my life. Uh, I wanted to be a skater. I could not write a skate. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times I busted my, did you ever read Thrasher? Do you remember Thrasher magazine? Uh, yes, of course. Yes. And I, cause it was, it was cool. Cause it was like one of these magazines that was like ridiculously thick. It was like getting like a small yes. phone book. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. And I remember pre, even though I was always a huge movie fan, I went through this, like, I don't know what the hell it was like. It didn't last very long, but this whole thing where I decided I was going to take all these issues of Thrasher and like rip out all the pictures of like Tony Hawk and people like that. And yeah. just <laughs> friggin', I always like had to collage everything. Like it was like yes. every, the ceiling, the walls I ended up doing. It. Yeah. I did that in high school too with one wall. I think I've told this story before where it was literally like an entire wall of Fangoria is like the most graphic yeah. violent. And my grandma was convinced I was going to be a serial killer. And I'm like, if I was going to be a serial killer, I wouldn't be this open about it. Come on, Grams. <laughs> the dead hooker, the pieces of her that I buried in the backyard, that, that is probably more of an indication, but not the fango. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had the Thrasher oh, uh, yeah. magazines, yep. and, and I was I always wanted to be a skater, Me and too. I tried. Me too, I and did I, too. I couldn't I had, escape, but I would always fall on my ass. Right, I couldn't do the tricks, and I couldn't do the, the ramps, because I always try to do, like, the ramps. <laughs> you go down the one side, you're like, yeah, ow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in comparison, I also had a BMX bike, like in Rad, and I actually could do some of those tricks. Could you I'm really? And yeah. I think I think the, I think this is one of those age old debates, you know, that'll just go time immemorial. We'll just go on, you know, what was more difficult, the BMX or the the skateboard? I pretty much sucked at both. And to be fair, the extent of my BMX was I had a huffy. So. Yeah, see, I, I had a junked out old mongoose. That oh, I, so I always I wanted a mongoose just because it sounded cool. Yes, I got it at a garage sale. It was a POS, biggest pile of junk. My parent, the coolest thing they pegs, ever let me though? do. Did you have cool pegs where you could like bounce on the yes. front? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah big see? Pegs. And they let me use, I spray painted the whole thing black. Nice. And I spray painted these, these, these uh, masking tape flames down the middle bar. And that was my, my ride. So, yeah. If it wasn't so ghetto, it would be cool. <laughs> it was. Um, but in this, I mean, okay, so it, it, in this, uh, there was a lot more. Okay, so both of these movies had the what was cool culture at the time, especially yes, like of teen culture, yeah. you know. Um, Can and, I just get something out of the way right now? Yeah. I like this movie. I really did, and I like. I, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me and what that says about me, <laughs> and I definitely see it. It was flawed as hell. It is campion parts, but first off, you could tell with Josh Brolin, you could see potential. Everybody, and actually, the acting across the board for this kind of movie was not bad at all. Um, no, no, it was actually decent. It was a very and- thin story. It was obviously meant to showcase skating, but unlike our second feature, which we'll get to uh, soon, this one was not as flagrantly... Um, I pander commercial pandering. Um, yeah. This yeah. one actually felt more like it was it, less like it was a high school teen kind of movie, and more like it was just kind of street kids 
and it actually had a little more cred for me, and I'll tell you why. Um, because there are a couple of things about this movie that definitely set it head and shoulders apart from Rad. And I'm not, we'll get into what makes Rad what Rad is. Well, what makes it Rad, really? What makes it, uh, <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, first of all, Josh Brolin was good in this. I actually really liked him as a lead character. He's a strong actor. He definitely was looking good. I mean, he was a... Whoa. He was some... hotness in this, Jason? Dude. He was Jason? total hotness. I totally support you coming out now. Go ahead. I'm not, dude, he was hotness and cannot. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, was, yeah. Man, he, <laughs> he was, looked, not not, not yeah. bad looking kid. I told, I told. It's one of those movies where you would get totally why the really hot girl likes him. Like that's a good thing about this yes. movie is everybody in the movie that's supposed yes. to be attractive actually is. Yes, it unlike Rad, it's harder to believe that Hook was sort of the bad guy. You know, yeah, that was um, probably the. Although you know who did you read who was originally supposed to play? I think that part. No, apparently, how oh, was it? It had to be Sherilyn Finn because I don't think it was uh, Pamela Gidley because this was her first movie. Um, I think it was Sherilyn Finn was dating Johnny Depp at the time. And Johnny <gasps> Depp was going to be and they ended up basically booting him. thinking he, And I don't know if he was supposed to play Brolin's part or if he was going to play Hook, which, eh, no. I, I mean, I could maybe see him play. I, I don't even know if I could buy Depp really? as like, the Valley Kid, but this is the punk. You couldn't buy him as the dude. He could totally uh, young Johnny Depp, where he looks like yeah, he's like twelve. Yeah, like twenty-one Jump Street. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe more so this guy. This, you know, what it is? This guy has too much of a twinkle in his eye. Like he's too like playful. Like there's something kind of goofy about him, which I guess in a right. way. And that's the other thing I liked about this movie is that the bad guy they humanized him. He wasn't just this one-dimensional, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, character. Um, you know, kind of like the character of Bart in Rat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and both of these movies sort of have the villain re- gets redeemed at the end, which I I don't actually buy off too much. But at oh, and the ending, both, oh, and the ending of this was absolutely awful with that whole like him coming yeah, up to him at the end. The hook, that, you knew it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. You know that Corey's going to win the race at the end. What? Spoiler! <laughs> oh my god! And he's going to win at the end, and the bad guy's going to be like, "Good race, man. You earned it." Take care of my son. But it was you know? so unmotivated. Like, he <laughs> no, just, like, well, the best part was Corey had just sent him, like, off a cliff. And, like, he comes yeah. stumbling over, like, with a limp. And he's like, hey, man, <laughs> you really thrashed it. I'm like, what? Uh, like, you know what, though? At least, okay. Hey, I'm gonna, if you're going to do drag- my sister, just make sure you don't go <laughs> ass sliding. Or if you do, wear protection, please. Uh, yeah. That's, I think, where at least the karate kid. Oh yeah, totally. Want it for me? It's because in the it end, just ends. Johnny well, was still a jagoff. Like he still. Well, he hand. No, Johnny does hand him the trophy. Johnny's yeah, the one who gets still... it. Like the Russo. And you know what it is? It's so. Here's the key with that though. They kept the emotional intensity up to the credits rolled. Like it was intense, intense, intense. Roll the credits. Whereas in this movie, it's like. Hey, dude, you really thrashed it. La 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 la. We're all happy now. Yay! Put a bow on it. No. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that part just didn't work. Now, the, there are a couple things about this movie, uh, first of all, that surprised me. Um, first of all, I had no idea, one of the things that give this movie cred, the soundtrack for this movie. Oh, well, seriously, that was shocking, wasn't it? Was unbelievable. Dude, Red Hot so, Chili Peppers is in the movie. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to get to. Oh, sorry. Let's talk about some of the other people they're into. Look, Devo. Yeah, okay. It's on the soundtrack. Did you catch okay? the Bangles? Because I didn't hear the Bangles. The Bangles? When, when were they on? Like, what, I didn't. Even I don't catch... know if they were on. They're on the soundtrack. Okay. So it's "Want You" is what it's called. So I'd okay. have to look back at when it played. Um, uh, uh, Circle Jerks, which at the time big punk band at the time, and a, and cannibals. a real fun activity if you're close to your friends. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, fine young cannibals. Oh, that's right. She drives me crazy. Yeah, one hit wonder. But still, <laughs> they had a they had a song in this, and of course, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But they were in it, dude. They yeah, were that was, in the movie. Yeah, they, I'm like, they totally had a cameo. Yeah, they went to a young a, Anthony kind of a punk Kiedis, skater. Uh, yeah, it was. A, they went to a punk skater uh, club, and uh, the announcer who was dressed in a suit tie. What? Yeah, I know. What was that? Maybe oh, he's maybe he's being ironic. I, I guess maybe. So he's tossing out T-shirts and he says, "And now the Red Hot Chili Peppers." I'm like, "Really? 1986? Are they?" Yep. Is well, this now, kind here, of like a? Here's the question I have because I'm not a big as big obviously into music and things like, uh, you know, like like you are. Um, <laughs> or, or my my buddy Terry could totally probably tell me this like immediately, but. Was Flea in Red Hot Chili Peppers yet? Because I know they had an original yes. bassist. Was he that? Was that him? Because he had like a freaking um, headgear on or something. I couldn't tell if it was him. He was doing I, the weird Flea move on the bass, right? But it was yeah, Flea was original. Uh, the um, the other guitarist and the drummer were not, so they came later. But oh, okay, um, yeah, Flea and Anthony Kiedis, who's the lead they're singer, the have been in it. Yeah, they're the original uh, too. But yeah, they're both in it. Totally, Anthony Kiedis there with the long hair and everything. You so could you could see him. I mean, you could totally tell that was him, but. Yeah, but he uh, Flea had like on the old aviator looking helmet. Okay, yeah, you couldn't really. Yeah, but you could tell the moves that he was doing looked like him. But I yeah, he sure. had kind of the head bob and total mosh pit. So oh, yeah. hello, so that was awesome. Yeah, um, but so that was one of the things. <laughs> the other thing is, this had a fairly gratuitous sex scene in it. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was. It was. Well, this was one. This was an early PG thirteen. Yes, it was. And this had okay. We'll we'll talk about Rad. Rad was more of an innocence kind of movie. This definitely had more of the the. This had more credibility because it felt more like what teenagers would be. Yeah. I mean, like they're walking down at one a.m. in you know downtown Los Angeles, walking by all the windows, looking in the shops, and then of course Corey stops by the casual sex in neon sign. <laughs> And looks at her and kind of make eyeballs. And she's like, oh, you. And she pulls him along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then, of course, they go back to his RV, which is a step above having a, a love van. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, get hot and sweaty, which really surprised me. There was a lot more to that scene. You know, there was not, they didn't show nip or butt or anything like that. But it went on for a lot longer than I expected. And it had that really kick-ass love song. <sighs> That was sarcasm. Um, I will say this, and this is important to remember for when we get to Rad, but I want to address the one of the staples of these movies, okay? A lot of them have the, as we've t- discussed, the ubiquitous white kids dancing badly scene. And again, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. yep. In fact, we may be uh, giving an award out this, this <laughs> evening uh, for that. However, that being said, th- all of these movies... Virtually, I can't think of off the top of my head one that doesn't at least have some level of montage. The you know yes. main character must overcome. You know, it's it's as he's reaching that point, as opposed to you know, I don't know, actually having the story play out. Um, you know, based on <laughs> character and dialogue, it's much much uh, faster, easier, and let's just say it lazier to <laughs> truncate the time and uh, really kick ass power ballad. And share the character's growth. Or if you decided to go the love scene route, uh, one of my personal favorites uh, examples of this would be a Naked Gun, when uh, Priscilla Presley and Lizzie Nielsen um, are, are are going around uh, to to um, and I'm brain farting on the band. It's I'm into something good. Herman's Hermits. That was it. 
So uh, to Herman's Hermits. But this movie had a another low I call it the love montage because you have like the rocky yes. you know get you pumped up montage but, uh, or the over the top meet you halfway across the sky montage this is the yeah, it just it just it, it never gets old the sky. it never gets old it just no, never gets old it, it never gets new or good either so you know what bite your tongue boy <laughs> that song is a classic there was way too much romance in this movie, though. That was my there only There was a knock. lot. It was a little heavy on that. and, and it But was. at least, here's the key here. At least the love montage, did it, did it distract you? Do you find it distracting? Like, I felt like it, where it was placed in the movie, if you're going to have that, it made sense. Because it was a way, I mean, it was a little bit sudden, but you at least had some, as it would establish, there being um, a potential obstacle for these two characters, but with the brother, we needed to get them together. This is a way to show yeah. some, no, some coming that. together of their characters. Okay. And and the sex scene wasn't like it didn't throw me out completely. Like I said, it was a little long, so it did kind of like, all right, I get it, I get it. There were a little bit too many scenes where Corey turns away from her, walks over, and looks pensive, and she comes over and leans her back against the wall. Like it's that exact same pose they both did like seven times. Yeah, so that right. got they a little. Did, did that it was a that perfect ubiquitous team pose thing? I was like, all right, all right, all right, I get it, I get it. But it didn't completely tear me out, but it was definitely heavier in the. Uh, love stuff and I gotta tell you Josh Brolin not the best kisser so man whoa is this like from personal experience watch you can the tell movie. me buddy you can you can no don't don't lie you can tell me watch the movie okay it was it was just terrible it was like that they were going nom 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 <laughs> I'm like come on nom 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 we want Chrissy yeah yeah we want Chrissy nom 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 how about that little harlot going out to hitchhike and what does she do? Yeah, oh, dude. Sits, oh, sits down. Oh, wait, on hold on, wait, wait. We got, we got to. See, oh, yeah, we got. Okay, yeah. Say, say what she does, and then I've got to address an issue with that. Go ahead. She well, sits, let's, I'll build up to it. So she, at the end, she decides that she's going back to Indiana. So she hops on a bus and drives. It rides on the bus for hours before she decides she's got to go back. So how does she get back? The bus driver literally drops her off on a dark dirt road somewhere on a highway. Well, before And before you continue, that is where this movie was really shocking. This is a major spoiler alert, okay? It took a really dark turn because she gets picked up by this guy with this like really wild, like crazy uh, sort of Marty Feldman eye. He's got, he's got like a hacksaw, okay? He, saw, he saws off her arms and legs and sticks her in a box. Oh, wait. That's kind of like a boxing Elena, which was Sherilyn boxing Finn. Elena. Never mind. I'm sorry. Wrong movie. Go ahead. Year was boxing Elena? Uh, early nineties, I don't remember. Oh crap! We got to do that sometime. Um, because I've seen that. <laughs> Talk about a forgotten flick. Actually, you know what's hey, funny? Was that also? It's Sherilyn Finn. Finn. Yeah, that's why I said that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, but you know what's um, funny? I've never seen it in its entirety. I've seen like clips of it. I've never seen the whole thing. You've never seen Boxing Elena? Nah, it looked eh, pretentious eh. as hell. Yeah, it was. It was a little. It wasn't so good. Didn't, Dave, was... didn't David Lynch's daughter direct that? Um, I don't know who directed. I think his daughter. I don't remember her name, but uh, Jennifer Lynch. I don't know. Whatever. We'll look it up. Go ahead and so tell, anyway, tell yeah, about the Chrissy actual, decides, the real hitchhike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she does not get hacked up. In fact, she gets dropped off by a bus in the middle of nowhere in the dark. She goes to the other side of the road and literally with one suitcase and like her makeup case, just starts hitchhiking in her petite little pink dress. She decides she's just going <laughs> to hitchhike back to Los Angeles. Um, and at first, uh, the, the first people to pick her up were um, this, uh, of course, it's safe. It's an RV. With an older couple. With a cannibal family. In. Yeah. And, of course, they show her, like, riding in this RV, sipping on a cup of coffee at the table, watching the road pensively. And then, of course, the 
RV drops her off on the highway next to a sign that says LA 386 <laughs> miles away. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about perspective here for just a second. 386 miles. <laughs> we are to think that by the time the RV drops her off, it's daylight, right? Yeah. So they dropped her off. The bus dropped her off at night. So we're going to say at a minimum, it's like six hours since. So six hours plus 386 more miles. That's uh, two, four, six. That's another eight hours of drive, six hours of driving, right? Yeah. So she would have had to have been on the bus for like, Half a day, like not just a couple hours, but like literally half a day. So they drop her off right there by the sign, and she starts trying to hitchhike in the day. No one's stopping, no one's stopping. So what does she do? She sits on her suitcase, spreads her legs apart with the skirt, and pulls her her skirt up to show a leg and sticks it out literally into the highway. Not even just like on the side. into the, And no one stops. Really? Well, which is exactly the point when... The uh, psycho Marty Feldman lookalike. <laughs> and, of course, the one that picks her up is a truck driver. Which oh, if a female. It was Large Marge. I think it was a female, yeah. It was it Large, like Marge. Large Marge. Yeah, had the hair of Large Marge. Um, yeah, and she picks her up to help her get back to the race. And it, it was just the weirdest because they play Chrissy up to be this kind of straight-laced, uh, uh, middle America kind of corn-fed Indiana girl who always wears her hair you know, a certain way in these, these uh, very conservative dresses, and then she's doing that on the highway. Well, who's also a bit of a trollop. <laughs> you know, well, apparently. Up in the RV. Yes, now um, a couple of real quick points, and then we'll uh, move on to our second feature this evening here at the Mall <laughs> Twin Theater. Um, a couple of things did you spot? A little, uh, little nostalgia action. Did you? Of course, we had tube socks galore. Um, oh, yeah. I personally found I actually thought it was kind of a kick-ass moment when uh, the leader of the daggers uh, hook stops at the break dancing pad. <laughs> oh, that yes. was that was kind of bad. That was kind of badass. He looks at the kid, and goes, "Breaking is a memory," <laughs> and this is like two years off of like breaking and breaking to electric boogaloo, greatest yes. subtitle in history, by the way. <laughs> and uh, I just the way he says it is so badass. He's like. Man, he, he leaves out the bitch, but he's like, bitch, breaking is a memory. <laughs> and, and, and the kid doesn't even have nothing. He's got nothing. He's like, um, good I point. I thought he was going to kiss him because it was like, he it was, was like, yeah, he was a little. Him and he's like, you're really handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, I also liked the the jousting with Nerf weapons. Is that <laughs> what, what the hell? Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> did that actually hurt? They look like boxing gloves on the end of a chain and a and a stick like a mace, but instead of at the end a ball with spikes, it was a boxing glove. So yep. it was nerf jousting. <laughs> it was. It was nerf jousting, but it was kind of like it was kind of like a mace, right? I mean, it was more of yeah. a yeah. But at the end was this yeah, uh, yeah. soft padded thing. So um, yes. I have one more quick line I want to give before Go we ahead. move on to Go ahead. Um, so after the gratuitous sex scene, and of course they're he's walking her home. You know they're outside the RV and. And she's walking away. And it sounded like this was dubbed in after, like this line was dubbed in after, because you really didn't see him speak it. And it had that sound like it was third party kind of outside. Yeah. But he says, as they're walking, and he kisses her and she kind of walks away. He's like, I'll call you this week. <laughs> and, she's, and she's walking away and she kind of just, no, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hooker. I'm like, this week? What kind of line is that? Yeah. Maybe sometime, right? <laughs> yes. It turns out she's a little bit of the freaky deaky. Uh, by the way, 1993 was Boxing Elena, and I had it right. It was Mrs. Jennifer Lynch. 
score. Also, has a pretty good cast. Had uh, um, Bill Paxton in it. And I don't remember him. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yes. And um, I would also like, did you catch the Jimmy Z shirt? Oh, yes. I totally had one of those yes. Jimmy Z with yeah. the, like, the 1940s Woody on it and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You said Yeah, Woody. that was good. You did said, you see? Oh, he <laughs> and uh, did you also catch? Did you also catch Hook had on the Misfits T-shirt when they were getting rid of Joust? Nice, I did. I did not catch that. That's very good. Uh-huh. Uh, did you catch um, Chrissy's Lee press on nails for teens? <laughs> press on. <laughs> yes, she had. My sister, I remember thinking that was a uh, behind my grandmother's house. There was this, this. It was kind of. It was not a chain, but it's called like Federal Discount. It's kind of like one of these like Walgreens, but it was more I guess local. And yeah, yeah. they used to always have all that kind of crap. And my sister, like at eight years old, thought it was the coolest thing ever to go like spend. Lee press to, on nails. To get Lee press on nails. So she had, <laughs> and they were always just so just bulky and just nasty. And they would, like, as soon as you did anything, they would just pop off, right? They were awful. <laughs> and, but she's wearing them in one scene, right? So, and am I also the only person that found the, and this movie has this very much in common with Rad, and we'll touch on that a bit. Um, Mr. Chuck McCann, who was in some Mel Brooks movies, he's done a lot of stuff um, as the owner of Smash Boards. Like, just the whole creepy, sweaty, 50-something-year-old guy with the young, buff kid. Like I was like, I wonder what kind of turns this movie's going to take. Hmm. Yeah, I got, I got something to say about that when we get to Rad, but um, I have a connection with Chuck McCann. Personally? Yeah, no, I wish. Um, no, he was the voice of the Dream Finder at the Epcot ride, Journey into Imagination. You are officially a dork. <laughs> I was like, I know that voice. Where do I know that voice? And so I looked him up, and I was like, sure as heck. Uh, the at Epcot, the ride that's not there. Oh, that's anymore, right. But... I know it from there. And when I was seven years old, and I heard it in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> Come a little closer, kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are we done with this movie yet? Uh, we are. Um, I will say oh, the wait, script wait. was a One little. Pro- okay, go ahead. Tony Hawk actually was in this. Oh yeah, there's quite a few. There was a couple like known skaters from the time. Yeah, Steve Caballero, Tony Hawk. Yeah, some of the guys that I had T-shirts of uh, when I was and failed to emulate horribly. Yes, terribly, terribly, terribly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, it it did as well. Although I will say it did have some pretty awful dialogue, though. Not compared to Rad. Um, And that's why you knew these these were actually good actors. Specifically, the scene with uh, Hook. And his sister Chrissy, when they're at the breakfast table and the whole bad orange mm-hmm. juice, like if you listen to the dialogue, it's so just kind of on the nose and just no real. I mean, subtext, but you can tell as actors yeah. they were trying to give it some. And it's like a high school kid wrote the script. It really was, uh, but at least it was coherent. Um, yes. So and it was pulled off by the actors. Yeah, really. I, this is an example, and it's rare that actors will be better than the script. Usually, you have a great script. Even if the actors are meh through editing and other tricks, you can make it passable. But this is a case where the script at certain points was, dialogue-wise, was just, ugh. And yeah. Well, here, give you some perspective. The guy that wrote this, Paul Brown, also wrote Camp Rock and Camp Rock 2. I freaking love Camp I have no <laughs> idea what that is, actually. Oh, it's a Disney Channel movie. It's uh, kind of along the lines is. of like, high school musical. So when are we going to let the audience know you don't actually have kids? <laughs> Shut up! <sighs> um, you right, are you, are, but real quick, you are making sure to stick with that restraining order and not getting two hundred within two hundred yards of the uh, the school, right? I don't have the chip anymore. You can't prove a thing. Okay, they did. They took the uh, the ankle bracelet off. You, right. di- Jason, you didn't take it off, did you? You mean by take it off? 
define take it off. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next movie. We're running out of time. Uh, we are? <laughs> so this, <laughs> I have a feeling, Jay, this is going to be a long and. It, it will. It will. That's okay. <laughs> okay, well, so next up, Jay, is I do believe a classic uh, a film about coming of age in middle America in 1986. And uh, why don't we just get on with our next feature, which is Rad from 1980. His name is Crew. Hey, good looking. BMX is his world. Rad is his way of life. The world would be a lot better off without me. We're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held, Hellfront. This is a very important race. The very finest riders in the country are here riding for some $100,000. Helltrack in this big town. They've got to be kidding. This is a joke. I really think I can get this one. I think I've got a chance. I don't want to hear any more about it. Everyone's on his case. Get that. The paperboy thinks he's a pro. He's nothing next to Bert Taylor. He's got the style. There's something about the way you ride so naturally. And he's going to prove it. I've never seen this raw determination and talent in one kid. Against the factory hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's gonna race after all. It's gonna take a miracle to beat this guy. Against the big money fixers. All you have to do is take out that kid. Against impossible odds. You're scared now? This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's going for it all. Rad. And look at this way. If he loses the race, he's still got to go ass sliding with Lori Laughlin. <laughs> <laughs> now, what does it say about me as a human being that I actually liked the opening bike montage scene where we're getting to see them do all their tricks where they're playing that Break the Ice song? Like, that kind of sets me yeah. up to like, okay. I, that wasn't bad though. That this is that song this is key, you know, kind of kitschy and yeah, and cheesy, but it's it's it's. I, I like the vibe. I like the vibe. And then the characters started to talk. So Jay, <laughs> yes, do you want to give us a this, quick synopsis? <laughs> yes, uh, this is a story of Crew, played by one Bill Allen, uh, and he is a BMX phenom, just like in Thrashin. He and his buddies are kind of the local riders. But in this one, the difference is in this little podunk town, they decided to build the Super Bowl of BMX. And they uh, they build it in this little town. And, of course, they're not going to let the locals ride in it. It was just going to be factory riders. And they build up to this big race. And, of course, the factory riders are, of course, douchebags. And they don't like the locals because locals are little podunk, you know, wannabes. And so <laughs> they build up. And one of the factory riders, played by Lori Laughlin, yep. is yep. – Christian, and so she kind of falls for Crew, who's the local guy, and then the the other factory riders don't like it, and it builds all this tension, and then they have to race the big final race at Hell Track. Uh, so yeah, there's not a lot else to it, um, other than this also stars Talia Shire, who plays the mom. You mean, she played yeah, Adrian, wasn't that her name, Adrian? Yeah, she pretty much played Adrian. Um, and how also had Ray Walston, who plays kind of a local businessman, um, and uh, uh, a couple other people that you may recognize. Had H.B. Haggerty, who was uh, kind of a character, someone you 
recognize if you saw his face, but he played the sheriff. And uh, so it was, it was, okay, I'm jumping right into this. Uh, the thing that, <laughs> the thing that killed me about this, when you, when I watched Thrashin', I can believe at least somewhat that there was a gang of skateboarders, the Daggers, that although the name was really lame and hook and he wore this big dangly earring and Mm -hmm. it was meh but i can believe they were basically the 'er ne'er-do-well thugs in this a gang of little kid bike riders just i there was no bad guy kind of vibe for me really Um, not so much now (laughs) and and of course the guy who played um what was his name bob was he the the main bad guy or whatever bart Bart, oh, you sorry. mean the poor man's Willie Zabka? Oh, Bart. Or, but William Zabka, the poor man's William Dude, Zabka. Dude, could that have just – I swear to God this movie would have been a thousand times better if William Zabka had played that Oh, of part. course, but there's no uh, – It looked like it. Here's what's weird about this movie for me. Lori Loughlin. Well, there's actually two things. One, Lori Loughlin, okay, because she's completely out of place. Like She she was in yeah. some relatively mainstream movies at the time, and, and I realize this movie, again, was trying to capitalize on the whole BMX craze. Right. and yep. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I think they blew their budget on Talia yeah, they, Shire. And oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, I forgot about it. And Talia Shire's in this. Yeah, those two. Like it just really stands out. Yeah. And I guess Chuck. I mean Chuck Weston, right? No, Jack Weston. I'm Jack sorry. Weston. Jack, Jack Weston. Weston. Yeah, yeah, is the, uh, the the kind of the one of the big bads. And Ray um, Walston. Yeah, right? Ray Walston. Yeah. Who plays yeah. the local guy. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple. There are a couple. I guess to be fair, there are a couple names in this movie. I don't know. It just seemed odd though. Lori Laughlin, especially to me. Yeah, and so the whole okay, I'm I can't even hold back. Well, hold on, wait, not... and, and wait. It's important <laughs> also to note this is directed by Hal Needham, who did Smoking the Bandit, Cannonball yep. Run. You know, he did some movies that were popular and well known, and yep. no, and and some that really had some big uh, star power to it. Similar to this one, I mean, there were some big stars in it, but there was some there was just some things about this movie that really really pulled me out of it. Um, one, it, it just didn't have the same vibe as. Thrashin did. I I like the BMX tricks, and both Thrashin and Rad had those gratuitous scenes where it's like, okay, we're gonna fill some three five minutes of of just people riding around doing tricks. Like the cool things about these two movies mainly were just mm-hmm. watching these experts, these real experts, do these different bike tricks and stuff. And by the way, whoever, whatever guy <laughs> they got to ride. As Lori Lawson. Oh, dude, wait, character. no, wait, wait, wait. I saw a bulge. <laughs> there was in the dance guy. sequence. If you if you pay attention, that bike turns around, dude. That was not a shadow. Homeboy was packing, and and dude had some shoulders and the and the wigs. It was like it didn't even remotely thing. match. Like they would cut because the worst part was they would cut to whatever that was, and it was like a slow motion to add insult to injury. It's like, it I'm pretty confident Lori Laughlin doesn't have an Adam's apple and a giant bulge in her pants. <laughs> I'm That's just the saying. one thing that both of these movies killed me with was yeah. when they actually got to the shots of them doing tricks on either the skateboards or the bikes, uh, when it wasn't showing a professional like a Tony Hawk, yeah, or, yeah. that it was, it was a stuntman in a terrible wig. Like it wasn't even trying. Like they, it was. I can understand if it was a quick shot of someone falling, or like when they do that off the cliff, yeah. uh, and it's a quick. But they literally track these people as they're going through doing these tricks. It's like, okay, it's quite obvious that's a guy and not yeah. Lori Loft. 
dancing. Well, the one thing I do love about all of these 80s movies, especially, is that much like this is the era of, obviously, where practical effects were really coming to their own. Everything was more real and less slick like it is today. And, you know, I'm, I'm an old effing man. Um, but <laughs> another thing I always appreciate about them are the people. Like, you know, especially the women, but the people in general and just how they look. Even the stars, they always look like real human beings and not like they've been dipped in like wax or had their face stretched out on a rack and you know yeah you know or they've got these you know boobs that defy gravity or, or well except for the Lori Laughlin's double and you know he had a package that defied gravity but <laughs> uh <laughs> so uh, uh can we find a guy with a smaller schwatz what, what is this um he's supposed to be a chick um yeah but People were more real. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, though? It's like they, yeah, they, yeah, there, there's you. not a lot. Let's just say it. There's not a lot of fake boobs and plastic shirt. Like, they don't have that. Like, a lot of kids in teen movies today just all look like like slick uh, like models. Like, you're going to. Supermodels. They, just, they, all, do, they, they all look yeah. too perfect. Like, in, yeah. in this movie, especially this movie, um, there were some people, let's just say it, were just playing out fugly. And. Um, <laughs> especially. Wait, wait. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go to the bike riders yet. Wait, the lineup? Are you thinking of the lineup? Wait for that. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Um, Bart. The, oh, the parade scene? No, Bart has his twins, like, not yeah. the boy twins. The, the, the double men twins, twins, yes. 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 <laughs> They're like, whoa, what did... Uh, okay. You thought they did were... Not, you, did you think they were ugly? I did not think they were good looking. Really? No, I actually, I, oh, compared to some of the others that were surrounding them... Sure. I thought they were sure. amazing. But once they stop and say, ooh, look, there's some fine ladies That's what I'm saying. Town. He, go, he goes, yeah, the only not... two cute girls in the hunt, he comes out around the car and gets like a, their autograph and a kiss. Yeah, uh, okay, but... uh, dude, you know what? The one chick reminded me of, remember Raiders, when uh, Marion's in Nepal and doing the drinking game? <laughs> yes. And she's drinking against that guy. Well, you think it's over? a guy. Is it a guy? Because I never was quite sure. No, it's a girl. I think it's a girl. It's a really, uh, like, uh, uh, I mean, yeah. And, like, I'm serious. That's kind of, and he's like, the only two, cu- I'm like, really? Were well, those the only extras willing to come up to the camera? Because. <laughs> it's the only one. No, okay, now I'm going to clarify. And, 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 and let's just make sure we also say something. We realize we're not beautiful, but we, we also are, would we not. really ugly. Yes. But we, we would not. <laughs> we would, I would have stopped the director. I said, Mr. Needham, we have to, we have to fix something here. But you realize we're being hy- hypocritical because we would just said. You know, these are real people. They're not the the model. Oh, that's what I love is that they're ugly. They were making fun of. Um, well, it, but the one, no, the twins. I, I didn't say they were ugly. The twins. What I'm, what I said is, or what I felt about them was that this was generally about high school age kids. I realized that the <laughs> professional writers, right, were not. Although uh, Crew was supposed to be in high school, but when he made this movie, he was 26, I think, yeah. actually. But those two blonde ladies that were hanging out with the factory riders part especially <laughs> they look like they were like 35 yes they old, did uh blonde cougars kind of they, hit. they kind of yes. had a cougar thing going yes. and well what's yeah. the best part to me was is that bart and his crew his what, what did he call him bart and his uh what do they call him his uh troop what do they call him his gang i don't remember what they, they called him something and what my my favorite moment is when they're like they come to the dance right and we'll get to, I'm sure, the dance in its entirety and its totality. But Which is the best part about But this. here's the thing. They've built up that Bart and his crew, this is a podunk town to them. They have no respect for these people. Blah, blah, blah. They're making fun of everybody. They're being dicks, you know, kind of like we are. And, <laughs> and, and, and yet, so clarify this for me. So you show up at a high school dance. 
<laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's cool. It's either that or hang out at the Walmart. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm thinking fun. back at your motel with your Doubleman twins, and I'm not saying whether Bart would have preferred the blondes or the brunettes, if you get my drift. <laughs> but I'm just saying anything, I'm thinking, would have been quote-unquote cooler than Why going there and then play? doing the subsequent dance that they do. Yes. Can we can we just jump right Let's into the dance? Let's do it. Just do it. Oh, my God. The dance is awesome. <laughs> It, it, do you want to give it an award? I think this deserves... Oh, wait, wait. Yes. Before we get an award. Okay. Play the song. I am now going to play, which still boggles my mind, because I am going to admit it now on the show, I actually really dig this song, as, does, love- as, as does Jason. I cannot believe this song came from this movie. There was another song, too, that I, at the moment's escaping me, that was in this movie that I actually remember, like, was like a top 40 type of song. Yeah. Uh, back when movies actually had music that would go on to be like top 40 stuff so the mu- the music was written for or shown first in the movie not where yes. they take a popular song and yes. go back and exactly it's like it seems like nobody does that anymore like remember how flash yeah. dance comes out or you yeah. know you got maniac and i mean just it, it seemed like top gun obviously there's tons of movies that always had that happen yeah. they don't it doesn't seem to happen as much anymore not so much no, no it doesn't okay so here's the song that they're playing well technically they're playing a song before this one but we'll get to that so here's the song that's playing we during halfway no. Okay, so picture it, if you will. You, you think, okay, cool-ass kind of retro electronics. Okay, we're going. All right, I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, it'll open fire. Okay. So this is a this is the moment when you have Lori Laughlin with Ann Sands Bulge and crew come out on their bikes on the dance floor. Cut to slow motion. Arms standing up on the frame, arms extended out. Doing the skater. Doing that move, doing that. Oh yeah, we're going around, we're going in circle, slow motion. All right, cut to slow motion. All right, Lori's back to the camera. Cut back to Bulge. All right? Okay. And we're... Okay, now cut over to Crew. He's doing... so. Oh, he's doing this kick-ass pose where he's literally, like, reclined out on the bike. Hand behind one head, arm out. Like, he's doing, like, a kind of a, a semi-playgirl centerfold mixed with a... Oh, you, you, oh, oh, you can almost see that that's actually not a bike, but it's actually on some kind of jib arm of some sort. Okay, hey, come back to... Oh, wait, still see bulge. Wait, wait, cut, wait for it, wait for it. Oh, yeah, back to Lori Laughlin. She's now standing on top of the quote-unquote bike, and she's doing some kind of Egyptian move. Okay, I like it, I like it. Very, very ubiquitous, very white kid, very dancing badly. Jason, this, this movie deserves the Forgotten Flicks Award for the best collective white kids dancing badly, the ubiquitous scene that it has to be in every one of these GD movies. God damn it. Every one of them. I'd have to say this you know is what? People, probably... People, listen, I always say this out of the way. People talk about stereotypes. Oh, they're wrong. You know what? Some are true. And these movies freaking prove it. <laughs> <laughs> because every damn one of them, people, every okay. one of them. But let's make a separation here. Because the bike dancing scene... Sans bulge was kick ass. <laughs> so in, in a campy, horrible kind of way, yes. Exactly. In a campy, the music is yes, awesome. Yes, you're right. Okay, I will. Cool I will. Def- yes, you're right. Now, I will say the one thing that played for and you know this what? Scene, I say not sans bulge. I say with bulge. All right, I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll say one thing that worked for this scene. 
it was in the middle of the movie. So if this had been the finale, like the <laughs> love, awesome. that would have sucked terribly. And it probably would have killed it a little bit more for me. But the fact that it I was in the middle, inside. it was brave. It was bold. I thought it was great. And the music, of course, was awesome. Turns out to be awesome. Um, but- I am going to save that clip for our next promo. Hold on. Wait, hold on. It was at 55.45. It was brave. It was bold. It was... <laughs> and I'm going and I'm going to follow it up with me going, dude, it was rad. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Oh, it was good. my God. Okay. It but was brilliant. Bra- you're never you do understand you will never live this down, right? You you suddenly go into Ebert. And it's just going to Ebert mode. It was brave. It was bold. You don't think so? It was, no, it was I think like- it was friggin idiotic. No. <laughs> rides bikes okay, and a everybody- damn gym to a song. What it the was hell was awesome. that? Oh my God! The part where he's standing on it—it's bouncing. If awesome was a douchebag, it was awesome. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're right. Go back you, to you, assault on precinct thirteen. You know what? I take it back. <laughs> it was brave. It was bold. <laughs> he kicked ass. No, awesome. no. I want to tell you what brave and bold is, Jason. Brave and bold <laughs> is later on the movie when Laurie Laughlin's character is measuring crews in seam to get his suit fitted up. That woman sticks her the crack of her hand so deep in that boy's crotch. I'm pretty confident when she pulled it out, it smelled like Fritos. I am pretty I am pretty confident. Oh, <laughs> uh, cuz he dropped Fritos down his pants, folks. That's what we're talking about. Um, I'm saying, okay, sweaty balls, is that better? Is that more descriptive for you? But I would say that was brave, that was bold. That was bold. That was bald. I'll give her that. Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, but the better part about that scene was not actually the brave, bold, kick-ass, awesome BMX dancing sequence. It was what <laughs> led up to it. The the ubiquitous, terrible white kids trying to dance. Oh, my God. They, they weren't like, even trying. No, it was the twins, the boy twins who were wearing, Bart's crew. Who were wearing were, outfits that were actually rejected from the set of V. Yes, they were. I don't even know where they. I swear to God, it looked like they just dug through somebody else's Michael Jackson's trunk, dropped off outside the studio. wasn't even a. It wasn't even like an old '80s fashion. It was just whatever the hell it was. And the two uh, feather light twins, because they had their hairs feathered exactly the same (laughs) way, double mint twins. And they they start doing. I'm not kidding. The electric slide. They're like boogie boogie boogie. Yeah, and they're doing it with this, you know, the hot blonde girl, and they're like, yeah, get out of here, you geeks. We're going to show you. Yeah, we're going to show you how it's done. And my favorite part is cut to Jack Weston and Ray Walston. Is there anything that kid can't do? (laughs) I've never seen him blow a horse. (laughs) I was waiting for them to do the point squat, point squat. (laughs) You know, it was awful. It was just terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, which funny you bring up Ray Walston and and not so much him as um, uh, uh, Jack Weston who played Duke Best. So I want to talk about Duke and then the guy who played um, uh, the old guy that was in in Thrashin who owned the skateboard. Company. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> One of the things about both of these movies, for some reason, yeah, it is what sixty year old overweight. Sweaty, white-haired, sweaty polyester white men are suits. The ones who invented these cool, like Jack West's character Duke. He's supposed to be the founder of mongoose, the founder and owner of mongoose bikes. And then the other guy, they said, "Are you a little shocked mongoose allowed their brand to be the bad guys?" No, because I got something to say about that in a second. Okay, um, but then the other guy that was in, um, 
that was in Thrashing. Was it Chuck, like, was it Chuck McCann? Yes, was Chuck McCann, his character. They're like, yeah, they say he invented skating. Dude, really? Those guys <laughs> never have been on a pair of wheels. No, what that, guy invented, was what, what that guy invented I mean, was the uh, sexual offenders database. <laughs> uh, because with his members like, only jacket and sweaty <laughs> palms as he's, you know, got his, his hands on the shoulders of, uh, uh, what the hell is his name from uh, Thrashing? What was Josh Brolin's name? Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you work out, kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what we just talked about. It. I'm pulling a blank. No, I'm looking up Jack Weston because um, you know he he passed away a couple years ago. Yeah, ten years ago, I guess. But um, but with him, it's always his voice because it he's kind of talking <laughs> to his <laughs> nose, and I keep seeing him as like the sweaty guy in a you know. Was he in, was he in Dirty Dancing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's dirty dancing. He's also in. Um, He's like the guy who runs the camp that they're at. Is he? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not the dad who was obviously. No. 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 Not George Terry Orbach. The uh, but he was the one that, the camp that they kind of go up to. The whole family goes up to. He's like the. I don't know what the hell you'd call him. He's not. I guess an MC of the when they do their their show. But. Yeah. And then of course he was also in Short Circuit too, which. Really, yeah, that's what you put. Was it? Was that brave? Was that bold? That was that was brave. <laughs> yeah, for them to make that movie. <laughs> Number Johnny Five. Oh my god. Uh, so anyway, yeah the uh, the whole old men were the genesis okay. of these school sports. Just that, yeah. That but I do think it begs a bigger point that regardless of whether you found the blondes attractive or not, um, they pretty much are offering up a threesome to crew at one point as he comes out of his job, which pretty much is like a suck ass job. And Paperboy, which is the coolest no, no, he, job no, he's, for a he's, BMX he's, racer. He, was it on Living Color, the whole Jamaican family? I got 24 job. Remember that whole thing? <laughs> Th- this kid has like 18 jobs. <laughs> yeah, he's a paper boy. He works uh, first at the diner. Yeah, but then when they, they the way they shot him when he went back to the diner at one point, I thought it was a totally different restaurant. Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. It was like he's working I had 22 places. job when I was your age. and <laughs> He works at every place in town. Yeah, pretty much. That's why everyone loves he's him. Yeah. He's such a good boy. All the old folks in town are standing up for him. We uh, need to raise money for him. Yeah. Buy yeah. these shirts with rad spray painted on them. <laughs> Yay! So, yeah, yes, and put your hand deeper in his crotch, Miss Walton. <laughs> and um, I have no idea what the hell is that. Oh, yeah, so he passes up the Doubleman twins. We're basically offering him a threesome and an afternoon delight to go get in a car with a sweaty. I'm sorry, you got to go meet a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Like with this old dude who's to like, be fair, come come into my step into my office, kid. Be fair. <laughs> You'll like it when I do this, kid. Just sit still. Nom 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 nom. What do you think of the tongue ring? Nom 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 nom. Cookie want Chrissy. Nom nom nom. Yeah. Cookie want crew. Nom 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 nom. As sliding at night, afternoon <laughs> delight. To be fair, he did get to go ass sliding with Lori Laughlin later, so... But that's only because of everything he learned from Mr. Best. Now, that okay, being... I want to get to ass sliding. Well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Before you get to oh. ass sliding, what was up with all the tr- changing the effing rules... Like there was no point. It was like, oh, okay. you'll raise fifty thousand. I'll see your fifty thousand with a new rule. Okay, I'll I'll counter that with what's up with the the dramatic way for crew to win the race at several points is to cut the course. Yeah, he like he goes and, like, out of cheat. bounds. Oh, 
I'm going to go on the road instead of you dumbasses are going on the dirt. Yeah, I'm pretty confident uh-huh. that actually would be a violation of the real old rules. Plus, wouldn't he have known the rules? Because wouldn't he give everybody a book of rules at some point? Yeah, yeah generally. Yeah, generally. But uh, for me, it was bigger that they were – he was cutting the course. Like the, the dramatic thing was cutting the course. And the other thing – okay, I have a general problem with this. Any of these movies that do this – it's like he starts practicing the backflip, right? Because that's like this little element that that's what makes it, him. It was cool. no, no. He can't he, do the backflip. It was his crane. It's his crane kick. It was. It was. And so he was doing. Oh, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And hey, then Lori hey, Loughlin's Jay, like, Jay, was this playing when he did that? Oh no! This would have been the transition between that scene and when he's walking through town. Cue the Casio. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I was in video productions in 1992 or three, we had a royalty-free CD that had this song on it. Oh yeah. Oh, the whole first half of the movie felt like it was like, let's walk through town now. <laughs> wave to Mr. Wolfhard. <laughs> All right, how are you doing? Little, little point and shoot and a wink. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, when he, when he goes to qualify, Jay, we can never forget. The timely. You want to talk about bold and brave? I I, I got to be honest with you. This this point. Oh God, it just. I I'm just gonna play it. Taking a chance, risking it all for the thrill of the moment. For the thrill of the moment, Jay. Taking a stand, you ain't gonna fall. You ain't gonna fall. You go home as a hero because you're going to have sex with the old guy in the field. He basically said, the boy craps thunder and shits lightning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, what a... Oh, that music. And I love crappy, cheesy power ballads, but seriously... Yeah, that was a little bit... Yeah, that was... (sighs) You know, so let's go it, back to ass lighting. I want to go to ass lighting. Actually, I've, I've, I'm past ass lighting now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the first half of this movie because now you've got me to that music. The first half of this movie, am I the only one that kind of felt this? It felt like it was just a really long commercial <laughs> for, for everything anything for, we could put in from front 1986. Of the camera. I, yes. How many did you count? Did you actually do a list? Because I did a list. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm watching it. Like the first 30 minutes, I'm like, Okay, really? Are you just going to just plug stuff? Is that all this is? Are you going to drink a Pepsi and wink? I mean, <laughs> no, it would have been literally... Coke because if you notice, the one kid had it on his one uniform, and they went. To, they even made the point for Lori oh, Loughlin right. to point Coke? that out. Oh, because she's like, oh, he's with Coke. Oh, like, you Coke. don't know about sponsorships? That's well, let's a, that's almost big time. turn completely to the camera and have a moment of exposition where I can address this point with you and the audience. It was uh, yeah. Okay, so I the caught first part what, of this movie. Go, go ahead, give USA me the Today. Because that was what they were wearing. Oh, yes. The, okay. Big signs. On 7-Eleven everywhere. Yes. Like, not like in the background, like the side video, the logo of 7-Eleven. Mongoose, obviously. Kicks cereal. Oh, yeah. They, literally, that was like a commercial shot. Yeah. You know, they're in the morning, and he pours it, and he, I swear I saw his hand put it down and turn it slightly so it was facing the camera. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> can I also make a point? Was that house like an abandoned house they hung out in? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, Where the hell would he have gotten milk and cereal at this abandoned-ass house? I mean, theoretically, he could have brought it there, but you got a vibe like it was there. 
it was in this, it was in the fridge. Yeah, okay, and then I got obviously I had Coca Cola, and then too many freaking brands related to bike riding and stuff yeah, that to BMX count. Stuff. But yeah, those are like the big ones that I that jumped out at me. Oh, oh and gosh. and one thing I always forgot to, and I would have been really pissed if I missed in Thrashing when they were skating through like uh, Hollywood Boulevard and all that. Did you catch the uh, movie poster? They actually showed the poster and then the banner real quick in the background. Oh the, no, the Hitcher. Really? You can see, yeah, totally can see it. Like it's in, it's inside of like a, like a, it's kind of like um, we'll call it a foyer, but it's like where the little movie yeah. theater kind of like yeah, right went off the street. Yeah, yeah. It was, you could see the poster when they went by there, and then behind them at one point there was like a small like billboard, and you could see it on there. No, but in uh in the scene where they're in the final race in Thrashing, there were three separate shots of a racer throwing a cup of water in their face to cool off. <laughs> With a big Pepsi cup like that, like yeah. they very subtle guys. Yeah. So the whole thing, but that leads me to another point because this a lot of this uh, a lot of rad was about sponsorship. Like they changed the rules. You have to have a sponsor. You have to have money. The prize for this local yokel BMX race was a hundred thousand dollars and a brand new Corvette in nineteen eighty six. In nineteen, okay, at least. It was a little more believable in Thrashing when the L.A. Massacre, that whole race, was a $1,000 prize. Yeah, right? like you believe that these kids are just won 1000 bucks. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, I can believe. $100,000? Yes. Come on. BMX was not that big in 1986. It, I mean, this is way before the X Games or you know any of that stuff got really big. And you can make a living off of it. No. Oh, oh one I'm other sorry. question about the high school when they go into the dance. I don't know if you saw it on the wall. Um, was their mascot the Cobra Kai? <laughs> it looked like it, didn't it? <laughs> it totally was the Cobra Kai snake on the wall. <laughs> it was a cobra. I thought it was like a mongoose symbol, you know, because the mongoose. Oh, symbol. clever okay. boy. Mongoose. It was very bold. It was very animals. bold and very brave of them, actually, I think. Too. You're the mongoose to my, to my snake. <laughs> my Bite my snake. I don't know animals. <laughs> yeah so anyway yeah so uh jay oh 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 god i would have been so pissed i would have been so pissed if i had missed this jason so pissed check your notes i am okay two things one when he finds out the rules have changed for the like eighteen thousandth time and he now has to come with fifty thousand dollars he and i keep what was Lori laughlin's character because i keep wanted calling her chrissy but i know that was the other movie. it was christian uh, they called her Chris, hence why I'm confused. Okay. Yes, exactly. Chris and Chrissy. So. Oh, my God. How original. So, yes. Uh, Chris, also known as It's Pat. <laughs> she, which, no, I'm just kidding. Because Lori Laughlin, yeah, there's no Lori doubt. Laughlin there's no doubt. Okay, I'm sorry. Stunt double. Yeah. Pat. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the It's Pat moment. Uh, it's Chris. Me. <laughs> and anyway... <laughs> He, uh, he, wow, Freudian slip. <laughs> she and crew return back from this downer moment. Oh, they got to come up with $50,000. How does, ev- this is the in the age before smartphones or even, you know, chids are nobody in this town had like, you know, the big brick cell phones. How exactly did everybody in the diner already know about that little obstacle he was going to have to face? Because they're all like, oh, crew, we heard. They, did he send him an email or a text? Oh, wait, he couldn't. Did he? You don't know? No, how? This is like Lassie. Their their phone is a party line. One person picks up the phone and everybody's on it. Oh. But here's like a, Andy okay. Griffith. But know? the only two people that knew were Chris and Crew, and they were en route. <laughs> yeah. There were there were a few little. <laughs> and you know, and the best part, 
Remember when they introduced uh, the guy that was the the head of Mongoose? You know, he's the founder and owner. Yeah. He was also the founder of the Federation of American Bicyclists. <laughs> Which totally sounds like what rad BMX he was. He was the leader of FAB. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? I'm Alec Baldwin. <laughs> going to be like the you know united cyclists society oh something that didn't have he was the leader of fab <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> so here's my question uh what were you gonna tell me about mongoose remember i said do oh, you, yeah. the brand thing no, i believe yeah i believe it was mainly about that there was so much commercials in this like it was well, a i get really that but when you thought that mongoose they would have wanted to be like in it but oh, no because not- he still wrote it no no Russo wrote a mongoose. Everybody wrote mongooses in this. So it wasn't like, you know, real bikers would have said, oh, mongooses are bad. I got to go with Huffy. No, I know. Oh, no, I didn't think that. But, you know, people, you know, companies typically are very protective of their brands. I just thought it was odd that the main main bad guy, Bart, has got like mongoose all over his Well, maybe at the time they were trying to be more rebel. You know, they were trying to be more, you know, uh, the the anti-hero, the bad guy kind of thing. But I didn't see it as that bad anyway. And like I said, at the end. Bart's like, hey, good race, man. And so everybody's like, do we have one more spot on Team Rad for Bart? Yeah! <laughs> what the hell was that, man? Come on. The douche. Kick him to the curb. I love, though, that it ends with Talia Shire in the bleachers, wringing her hands. <laughs> yeah, for like, like, like oh, God, what are I, is, can you just picture, like, the director just came up to her. He's like, he's like chewing half a donut, sipping his coffee. He's like, all right, Talia, look. I'm not going to waste your time telling you motivation and bullshit like that. Let me just lay it out for you. You're Adrian. Rocky's getting his ass kicked. It's a 12th round. <laughs> Act. And then he walks away. I know he paid you $2 million for this, but, you know, just... Just do your thing. <laughs> God, it's such a shame, too. She's such a freaking great actress. It's like, I know. It was let's a waste. just completely was... waste her. And then we'll get in, we could have gotten into the whole issue of that the script was, mm, I don't know, a bit on the nose, a wee bit on the nose, and uh, <laughs> the story was uh, flat and, I don't know, and limp and as flaccid as a porn star on Saltpeter, and, <laughs> and uh, let's see, what else? Um, oh, the editing that literally at certain points was, like, choppy, like, there was, I think, the oh, moment yes. when he and his mom were arguing, it like actually does this really bad jump cut. You're like, what? Yeah, I did notice that. I did notice that. It kind of it, like they had accidentally forgot to clip out that one little piece, and it went yeah. back and forth. We're good. Yeah, there was a little bit of that, but you know, I, I took it for what it was. I mean, you know, it was. But all that said, I actually <laughs> loved it. Just, yeah, I didn't. I didn't love. No, nah, I'm just kidding. It, I didn't I hate. It. I love the dance. I didn't. I didn't find it's it as brave and bold. It wasn't as. It wasn't as bad as Garbage Pail Kids, but I kind of feel like this situation was like the Masters of the Universe Garbage Pail yeah. Kids episode we did. That thrashing was Masters because Masters was at least kind of campy and fun, whereas Garbage Pail Kids was literally like getting a rusty <laughs> razor blade enema by yeah. way of a proctologist that had the shakes because he was going through DT. That would be like what Garbage Pail Kids was like. <laughs> Rag yeah. wasn't quite that bad. Uh, no, but it was up there. Uh, it was up because, there. And, you know, you and I are the mo- you and I are the first to admit when something is can't be good or when yes. something is so bad that it's good yes. that it's just endearing or because we loved it as a kid or because it had some special yeah. meaning and we watch it now and we're like, yeah, it has its place and it's still good. Yeah, this one really – there were so many levels it just kind of went, are you ready for a break? I'm ready for a break. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Let's do this thing. 
This is the Emperor. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Eat it. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Join us, your hosts, Miles P. McLaughlin and Scott Herzog, as we serve up a delightful menu of science fiction interviews and news in the television, movie, DVD, and book world. Test your geek cred with trivia. Top off your meal with the Sci-Fi 5 and 5. Come visit the Sci-Fi Diner podcast at scifidinerpodcast.com or subscribe to us in iTunes. We're serving up sci-fi from here to the end of the universe. I wonder if he's related to Werner Herzog, the filmmaker. Probably a bit ah. of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's an it's a, it's a, it's a unusual name. So, go ahead. Jay, movie picks. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother the music because I didn't have my sound card open. Ah, that's all right. ready for the movie. So piece. mine actually uh, it went in a semi-interesting direction um, because my first was like, I'm going to find something really obscure and somebody who was like in the background. And then and then I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I, like, I got to make some kind of connection because this can't be the only movie that, he, that they were in or at least the only movie that Anthony Kiedis was in because, you know, he's kind of got that bad guy tattoos, muscle bound, you know. Uh, he got to be in something, kind of like Bon Jovi was in Young Guns 2 and, and he got shot back into that little pit and uh, died. Because I'm know. wanted. Yeah, oh, God, awesome song. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to find something he was in. But it's not going to be related to the theme of, you know, boy meets girl, but the girl's connected to bad guys and the bad guys don't want him doing the – yeah, the movie I picked was Point Break. So <laughs> <laughs> totally on accident because I'm like – what else was he in? He was one of the one of the dudes. That's the right, dudes the surfer guys. That's right, he was. I forgot yeah, about that. He was, he, it was War Child and Tone, who was Anthony Kiedis. Did he get his nose and, broken? And so, Is he the one that gets his nose? Somebody gets uh, her nose remember. broken to get punched in the face. And the, I thought it was him. And maybe, it, yeah, maybe that was him. But of course, this is the Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze story of the I am an FBI agent. I am an FBI agent, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Who's a surfer? And Patrick Swayze's bad boys are surfers, and they don't want him surfing. But the girl that he likes is one of their gang, and it's uh, uh, what's going to happen? But uh, yeah, not saying anything about this movie, but it is a far cry, thousand times better than both Thrashing and Rex. Oh, good God! Yeah, Point Break's awesome, and you know who directed Point Break? Yes, and that's the other thing. I was like, oh my God, I have to pick this movie. It was Catherine Bigelow, yep. who also did Near Dark, we just talked about, yep. and then also, which we also talked about in Near Dark, um, did Hurt Locker and yep. won the Oscar uh, Yeah, she did Strange Days. So, and yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So I had to pick Point Break. It is a favorite of mine. I do actually really like this one, and um, I was, after I was a skater and gave that up because I, you know, I couldn't skate, I decided <laughs> I was going to be a surfer. So all through high school... I was the surfer with the long bangs that came down beyond my nose, and you could only see my one eye, and I wore the jam you looked, shorts. You looked a bit like a sheepdog then. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so this was right in my sweet spot of the you know late high school. Um, God, I was just getting ready to graduate when this came out. And uh, God, so, you're old. I know. So, uh, so this is a good one for me. Plus, it theme-wise fits, plus Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers, which kick ass, and I love the that's my pick point break awesome pick brother my pick from 1986 directed by hal needham the director of rad is body slam do you remember body slam no it starred mr dirk faceman benedict 
of A-Team and Battlestar Galactica fame. It also starred Mr. Roddy Piper two years prior to being in the kick-ass They Live. And oh, it had Lou it. Albano in it. It had, I mean, Charles Nelson Riley was in it. It had Billy Barty in it. John Aston. Oh, my God, was... This was a wrestling movie, of course. Yes, yes. It it had like a whole, I think uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker uh, had a, a bit part. I mean, there was a whole bunch of wrestlers. Iron Sheik, I think, is in it at some point. I mean, there was a bunch of them, right? And yeah. most importantly, it had Tanya Roberts in it. You know who Tanya Roberts is, right? Oh, I'll leave Jason alone for a minute with his thoughts and his hands. <laughs> anyway. She was, she was hiding from Beastmaster. Yes, indeed. And, uh, and Sheena. <laughs> God, that movie's uh, awful. Uh, yes, but so Body <laughs> Slam tells the story of a one Mr. Harry, I believe it's Similac, much like the baby's formula. <laughs> and that is Dirk Benedict. He is a down-on-his-luck music manager who is desperate for a new act. Well, long story short, he ends up taking on Roddy Piper's character and someone else, I believe, thinking that they're musicians, but it turns out they're wrestlers, and so he manages them, and then simultaneously he does a band thing, and there's like a weird love interest story, and he's kind of a con man. All kind of wacky shenanigans ensue. I, the last time I saw this, pretty confident it was around 1990 or 91 on HBO. <laughs> it's been a while. but and I And I also will... Hold zero uh, promises or guarantees that it is not awful. I'm sure it is. But that being said, I'm sure it's mildly entertaining. If it has most of the people from the WWF, yeah, don't don't give me that WWE crap. It's the WWF, WWF, which even had a cartoon. And back when Hulk Hogan had more hair, and they actually made Hulk Hogan Uh, reference in Rad. Did you hear that? Oh, yes. They yeah. say Hulk Hogan eat your heart out, which makes absolutely no sense within the context of a kid riding a bike. But that I digress. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved the WWF when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was, I had somebody not recently um, asked me about the WWF. Actually, it was uh, our friend, our mutual friend Bex. And she <laughs> said, and she was, at, we, uh, we were talking about it. And, and I said, um, yeah, I think I stopped watching it around the time. I definitely stopped watching it way before Hulk Hogan went bad. Now, I know he was bad at the beginning and then went good. But he was good, like, when I watched it. So mm-hmm. I was way, I was like, I stopped watching it way before The Rock and Stone Cold and all that stuff. I was, oh, yeah, no, I didn't watch I'm old school, it, buddy. Was, I am was chic. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Brutus the Barber. And then, of course, you had Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, oh, Rav- I saw Jim Duggan. Yeah, remember yes. the tongue, the tongue. Uh, yes. Ravishing Rick Rude, uh, the was it British did, like, Bulldogs, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, of course. Um, Owens. Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy Hart. Right? No, it was Jimmy Superfly Snuka. It was it Jimmy Hart? Wasn't he the like the manager? He was the man- manager, yeah. skinny guy. Um, yeah. And then of course Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Um, God, who else? Going through the brain. Right. Well, of course, I Captain Lou Albano, who played kind of, he always had the. Which I still to this day don't get the rubber band taped all yeah, over his face and around his beard because he was also in Cindy Lauper's yep. video. Yep. The girls just want to have and fun. And the Goonies video that she did. They and the Goonies a... video. Yep. Yeah, I so... always thought that was like her real dad because he was in both of those videos. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is that a real dad? Like, why is he in every oh, video? Oh. So it's stupid that I thought hoverboards were real, but not that you thought Captain Lou Albano was Cindy Lauper's real dad. Really. She might actually be. Yeah, that's true. It's a possibility, at least. Um, <laughs> and then, who's the Russian? Remember the the Soviet? Oh, um, Ivan something. Was it Ivan? It wasn't Ivan Drago? No, that was <laughs> no. Rock. <laughs> um, oh crap! 
I don't. Oh, I don't remember. I know who you're talking about. I can see him, big guy. Yeah, we always had the hat. Always had the black hat. Yeah, yeah, like the 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 Russian Navy hat or whatever it was. Yeah. Remember Ultimate War or Ultimate Warrior? Remember him? Yes, I had the paint, like the face yep. paint mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all those oh, guys. Good stuff. We've got to do like a... Is there a movie? Oh, good God, yeah. Well, Body Slam. <laughs> There's been a couple. Oh, 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 No Holds Barred. Remember that with Hulk Hogan? And was it, uh, was it, um, oh, was it Tiny Lister? What was that guy's name? We're going with a huge guy. Had the, like, the cross-eyed, you know what I'm talking about? No. You don't remember No Holds Barred? No. Oh, my God. Just look it up, brother. You're going to be like, yep, add it to the list. I just remember the line, something effective like, I smell dookie. <laughs> no, I do remember Thunder in Paradise. Oh, yeah, the TV show. Was, shot yeah, the Florida. TV show with Hulk Hogan. Yep. And, uh, was, this, was it Chris Lemon? I, yeah, I think it was. It was Jack Lemon's son. And Jack it lasted Lemon's like son. three episodes. No, no, it was like a season. Did it last a season? Half. I think it lasted a whole season because I remember the rap party for season one was at um, uh, Typhoon Lagoon when I worked there. They, really? I saw God, Chris Lemon. He's old. like six and a half feet tall, and Hulk Hogan's like this giant. I mean, that's the first time I saw Hulk Hogan live yeah. in person, and yeah. he's like, holy crap, he's huge. Yep. So, yeah, that's all I remember. He is the Hulk. He was Thunderlips. Are we done? I think we're done. So, Jay... Want to throw out a little uh, info, a little where they can find us to send us really ugly, hateful emails to point out what yes. a bunch of D-bags we are? Yes. Please tell us what kind of asses we are by coming to PariahCon this weekend. Yes. <laughs> coming to Lakeland. This Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. See us in person. Spit in our face. In, in person. person. <laughs> not just, not so, just at your MP3 player. Not just MP3 player. Um, yes, please go to the website. First of all, ForgottenFlicks.com. We've also got uh, movie reviews and other cool stuff up there as well as uh, Kevin Spencer's art work for our show, and this one is particularly awesome. You can also find his artwork at uh, Facebook. We've got the show list, which has all the podcast episodes on there. You can listen directly from Facebook. Never leave the comfort of your own basement. And you can also join our conversations on the Forgotten Flicks uh, group page where we all talk about different kinds of shenanigans and what other movies we like and other memories. And usually on Thursdays, people post about how stupid we are. Yes, we, we our, our newest member of the group page, Jesse, pointed out that our entire system is completely and horribly and utterly flawed and that... Uh, it's confusing. It is. We realize that. So, so um, we'll figure it out one day. <laughs> or maybe it's kind of cooler if it's, it's like hard to figure out and not really. It's actually kind of yeah. annoying. But it's still, it's still a geek. Team. Yes, but yes. So go check that out for sure. Uh, Twitter. We of course have mm-hmm. we have them crazy Twitter handles. I am Forgotten Flicks. Jason is Flick Sidekick. And iTunes. Don't forget iTunes. Go there. Leave us a review. Uh, preferably a decent one, but. Whatever, whatever you feel, and uh, it will help move us up the ranks toward our eventual goal of world domination, where everyone will sit through a double feature of Garbage Pail Kids and Rad. And it as long as you're loop. Junior and I'm Tony, then we're fine. Yeah, you think so, huh? Mm-hmm. If by Junior you're referring to the way they refer to Leatherface, <laughs> then sure, I am Junior, and you can be Tony, and I got the chainsaw. I'll be- call you this week. <laughs>
first I'd like to butter your muffin. 